This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast time. His name is Al. It rhymes, it rhymes with gal and shall and pal. Hello. Good morning, Jerry. Um, I thought we would do uh, my favorite thing from watching the old David Letterman show was viewer mail. He would yeah. do this on uh, Fridays. Sure. He would take letters from the audience. But uh, things have changed over the years, Jerry. People can now communicate with us through electronic mail and through Twitter and that sort of thing. Some so, people still send us mail. We do still get some mail. We encourage you to send postcards from your vacation spots like we uh, accepted last year. Yeah. So uh, I took to Twitter today and I thought I have nothing to complain about politically, Jerry. I'm not panicked about my finances anymore since I'm watching YouTube videos. So why not take some questions from the audience, the Twitter people? Yeah. And I said, if you have any questions and Jerry and I will not get fired for answering them, <laughs> we will answer them. <laughs> okay. That sounds so fair. There are certain things on here that uh, we'll you're going to leave alone uh, sometimes. Let's okay. See. Let me do the first question for you, Jerry. Uh, here's one that we get a lot. It says, uh, this is from KMurph2727. How do I get a job at the fan? <laughs> Serious question. Doing what? Well, I would tell you this. The Odyssey uh, website has all the jobs of course. posted. And then you submit through that Odyssey website. Right. Could always go and check there. I, I know a lot of people that got part-time jobs here with no experience. Okay, good. But, you know, for part-time board operators and things, you get trained. That was a great first question. Yeah. And uh, now is a great time, by the way, because people take a lot of summer vacations. Yes, now is the time. Now I is saw the time. on yeah. Indeed.com, I saw a posting for CBS 880. Is that right? Yeah. So you are right. The, the jobs are out there. You do. You got to be a little aggressive. Right. And you got to check around. All right, so there you go, K-Murph. Here's one I should have started with, uh, seeing how uh, this came up, uh, comes up at the beginning of every show. And by the way, in answer to this question, I never caught on what you were doing. You had to explain it to me. This comes from <laughs> George Magal Magal Haynes. What's up, Magal Haynes? When Jerry introduces you with a made-up middle name, does he give it any thought ahead of time, or just go with the first name that pops into his head? I really have to give up my secret. Yeah, I never knew this till you told me, and now I catch on. I see. I think it's easy if you listen every day. I think it's obvious. Well, this is good for the uh, the um, podcast followers, All right? Because so the people the, that listen on fine. the regular radio are not going to know. This is a secret. Fair enough. Secret for the so podcast. Secret follow. between you and me. Okay. The middle name is someone that was most relevant the night before or the day before. Correct. Or on Monday could be from the weekend. Which I never caught on so to. So today your name was Kyle. 
Because Kyle Higashioka hit a big three-run homer. Had a big three-run home run. Correct. Yeah. So if you go back all the now, when it first started, it was just random names the first week. Yeah. And then it hit me. Let's do something with this. And I went with player of the day or of the night or whatever. Yes. And, that's, and it could be like the Giants and Jets play every Sunday. I might not take a Giant for three weeks just because. Or you might take somebody from the Cardinals who yes. had a huge game. It, you like if Kyler Murray does, you, I'd be Al Kyler Dukes. It's very possible, yes. All right, I like that. So there you go. I just gave up my secret. Mr. Know-It-All 5000 wants to know, what was the— Why? He knows it all. <laughs> and he's wearing a wrestling mask in his ah. profile pic, which I appreciate. What was the <laughs> one moment or instance where you questioned your career choice? Um, Do you have a specific one where you really went, huh? Well, yeah, when I quit the fan, you quit because so I went so back right. in nine so I got hired in ninety seven in March. No, I got hired in January of ninety seven. That's when I started January. I forget what the date was, but January ninety seven. And then I remembered uh, quick story. So I remember thinking if I could just become full time here within five years, that I'm um, I'm good. And I was offered. I remember getting it was an. We used to have inter-office mail. We didn't have email back then. Oh, yeah. You would log into your computer, and you'd have messages. I remember I had a message from Mark Chernoff that he wanted to see me um, one specific day. Where I had a part-time shift, and Eric Spitz was on it. And Eric said, hey, good luck. Mark wants to talk to you. And I remember I went in, and Mark offered me the full-time board op producer job for Joe Beningo. And I remember thinking, you know, that's great. And I had a heads up. I remember Eric Spitz said that he's going to offer you the full-time job. It's wonderful. I remember talking to my father, you know, what should I like ask? Like, what do I? And he goes, well, you're in New York and it was full time. You're driving back and forth. He goes, I, you know what? Anything less than 45. And what year is this? This is 1999. Okay. He goes, or 98. I'm sorry. This was the fall. It was the summer of 98. And the job was going to start right after Labor Day. I said, I kind of agreed. I thought 50, but he's only 45. I'm like, you know what? That seems like a good salary. And I'll never forget it was so it was so professional, and Mark had to write the number down on a piece of paper and slide it across the desk uh, to where I fell off the chair. <laughs> and that that uh, that starting salary was twenty one six. Wow. Yeah. And I looked at it and I said, "Huh." <laughs> and Mark was he goes he goes I know he goes that's what it pays. He goes but wow. you get full benefits. 401k and he made it seem he goes we can offer you a saturday shift where you can work for time and a half we'll and- give you a weapon to mug people <laughs> on your way in <laughs> and so i took it i mean i went home i like, can i think about it my wife thought i was nuts but she's like this is what you want to do you got to do it so i did it and i took the saturdays so i was working every it felt like every day and i would say i topped out with all my overtime at like 30 maybe 28 um and I got to a point where I'm like, wow, it's hard to like pay your bills on this salary. My wife had a good salary, so we were okay. But also we were going to start a family. I'm like, well, I can't start a family on $21,000 a year. There's no way. And think about the commuting expenses. Not like what they are now, but still a lot. So I remember the next summer of 99, or no, I did it for over a year. So maybe it was the fall of 99, whatever. Uh, my dad offered me a full-time job running the warehouse in Secaucus. And I remember telling Eric Spitz and he's like, okay, he goes, I understand. He goes, but I would make a suggestion. Don't leave fully. And I didn't. So I worked full time at the warehouse. Um, I stayed on doing tape on Fridays and some Sundays. 
And then I got a job at 106.3 doing mornings. All happening all at the same time. So that was the probably the only time I've ever questioned my career choice. Yeah. And I, I kind of left, and I hoped to uh, find my way back in on this side, and it's, it's, it worked out. It but, worked out for but you. But that was it. Yeah, that was it. I, mine was when uh, I was uh, 27, and uh, the girl I was dating asked me how much money I made, and yeah. I told her nineteen five. Yeah, and she left you. She didn't leave me, but she you could tell she did not respect me at all. It's hard. It's and, not it's not it's not a not a lot. Yeah, and then I ended up changing and went into sales, which was terrible. And then I I quit and went worked for a public relations company yeah. for, for for only 6 months and then my friend was working on the Fabulous Sports Babe show and you were back in. And uh now keep in mind I left at making 195. Right. And I was going to be out of radio, and my friend said, hey, we got this job at the Sports Babe show. It's real easy. You just got to run the board for her sh- three-hour show. Yeah. Um, and it pays forty-five grand. I was like, yes. Wow. I'm back in. How about that? Yeah. That's amazing. And then how about this? I lost that job, and that's when I got the job at WNEW in New York. Right. So I was making forty-five grand in Tampa, which was good money. Sure. And I moved to New York to make forty three. <laughs> but I wanted to come. I wanted yeah, to go to New no, York. No, I get it. You know, you, 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 you got to do, do what it. you got to do. That's amazing, though. Yeah, you had the life down there. Oh yeah. That oh, at forty five grand. Heck yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Going through some of these, Jerry. Oh, I'll give you another time. Yeah. Real quick. In 06, where I was contemplating taking a job in Miami. I just, I couldn't do the overnights anymore. And I remember the, I saw, I started on the overnights with Joe, um, full time into March of 2001 doing updates. And I, it was, I mean, it was awesome until about the beginning of 05 when my sleep just died. And I mean, someday sleeping 30 minutes and then struggling to stay awake, driving into work, just a horrible feeling. Those were days I contemplated going into real estate. Yeah. Um, running a warehouse because I had experience in it. There were so many different things that were going through my head at that point. And then the Miami thing came up, kind of reinvigorated my desire to stay in. That was like a two-month process. And then again, I think the day before I we were going, I was going to accept, and it would have been disastrous because the station went under two years later. That's when Ackerman left or gave notice that he was going to the NBA. And Spitz called me and said, we got you off the overnight. He was going to play in the NBA? Ackerman? <laughs> God. He was going to NBA radio. Oh, NBA radio. <laughs> that would have been awesome. And that got me off the overnight. Yeah. There you say it. Sometimes it's timing. and Everything's timing. Yeah. Everything is timing. Here's a, uh, well, this is interesting. This is from Mike Biseglia, who used to be Geo's, <laughs> Geo's nice. producer. Yeah. Uh, he says, if you had to produce another show from another market under the Odyssey umbrella hmm. for one week only. Whose show would you want to go produce? Me? Yeah. Well, I don't produce anybody. What if you could go do updates? I would, I would, I would gonna go work for uh, the fan in Dallas. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I like you Sean and RJ. But I, wanna, I would actually want to host there. Yeah. Because I'm into the Cowboys. That, to me, would be, you know, I'm not, as you know, hosting every day in the morning. I don't know about that. But a sports show, I would love to do that. In I, Dallas, that'd be great. I would go produce the Jim Rome show for a week just okay. to see what's going on and see if in I could. In L.A.? Yeah, in L.A., see what's going on, see if I could talk him into not doing so many guests. Got it. 
that's what I would do. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you, as yeah. someone who does a show by himself, though. Yeah. So what do you want then? Well, what it used to be, which was Rome would, uh, each segment he would have a topic. Okay. He would have segments that were not sports also. Mm-hmm. He'd do one or two. They would, he would read a lot of emails, which were funny emails. Oh, that's good. I like that. He would take callers that were making fun of each other, making fun of the other cities where they were in. I got you. Uh, it was just. So, but it was other elements. It wasn't just him talking. It wasn't just hours. him talking. Yeah. Yeah. He would. Yeah. I got you. All right. Uh, cool. Like when, uh, yeah, Kyle Brandt was his producer for a little while. And before that was a guy. The best I thought it was is when this guy named Travis was uh, his producer. That was where it was at its best, got I it. thought. Here's one, uh, Michael P. Hi, just like you and Jerry, my wife and I are trying to budget to try and save some money. Besides going out to dinner less, what have you found to be the most noticeable ways to save money? I haven't. No, you actually have done stuff. But it's no, but it's nothing that's doesn't make a dent. Well, he's well, you were like you go I, through your um your credit cards and see what are you paying monthly bills on? Like, yeah, so I did. Satellite. Yes. I did cancel. I tried to cancel Sirius yesterday. That was yeah. a. You know, I'm gonna try again today. Yeah, it's a it's a multi day process. I canceled one of the newspaper newspaper subscriptions I had. I canceled ADT. Um, the Sirius will go. I mean, that's a, a hundred bucks a month when you total it all up. I canceled um, Disney Plus. Canceled that. I think I've saved so far $104 a month, I think. Nothing great. Nothing great. But no, I mean, not when gas is five fifty a gallon or whatever the hell it is, five ten or I'm not But it sure. also feels good to take control of what and, yes. and, and to be conscious of what you're spending money on. True. Are, are you using the products you're spending Correct. money on? And a lot of them, I don't. Like, right. not even logging in. Correct. You know? That is definitely have has been an issue. I'll tell you too. I would say cutting down on the. I don't want to say going out to dinner because we're still doing that once a week, but we're not ordering in once a week anymore. So that's been. I mean, you're still buying the food from the store, so it's not yeah. like that's completely gone. Right. But it's not fifty-two dollars for a pizza delivery with two boys in the house. That's what it's become now. Because it's not one pie anymore. It's two pies and then something else. And it's like with the delivery, it's like 50 bucks. So now we've kind of cut down on that too. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what was weird, like during the pandemic, ordering food in yeah. and it being almost expensive as if you went out to the restaurant. Yeah. And I th- and you think, well, part of the reason why it's expensive is because you have the atmosphere of the restaurant. Yeah, I remember ordering salmon for Gina and I to go. It was like fifty bucks yeah. for two salmon dinners. Yeah. And I'm like, I know salmon's expensive in the supermarket, but you could get two huge pieces for even now twenty bucks. Right. I know. And you just stick it in the oven. It's not like it's a hard thing to prepare. I know. I told you we did the the Fridays the one time during the pandemic. It was one hundred and twelve dollars. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like we forehand. Like, come on. How is this possible? Yes. Yep. This is a great question, Jerry. This is from George Skibo. And I'm glad he wrote this because I feel like this was only happening to me and I was wondering if there was something wrong with my penis. Oh, okay. Ever pee in a urinal with shorts on? It's tough not to get pee spatter on your shins. Please discuss angles and tactics to avoid this. On your shins? Well, you get a, a mist that comes off of the back of the urinal when you pee. And 
it must happen all the time, but when you're wearing jeans, you don't I don't think it. I've ever noticed that. I'm going to start to notice that now. I notice even, even in my home toilet at night when I go with the pee in there and I'm wearing just shorts to bed and I pee, I sometimes feel it on my shins. I was like, it's like a mist of pee. <laughs> I have a hard time. I'll be honest with you. I have a hard time peeing with shorts on and not dripping something on my yeah. short. Well, why not on your pants? I don't know. Maybe I do and because they're... No. I don't know. I don't know what happens. You know what it is? I think... I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> but I can tell you that so many times when I'm wearing shorts shorts in the summer and I go to pee, I have to tuck the shorts all the way between my legs as I'm peeing oh so God. I don't, don't get a drip on them. Jeez. I don't... I will try to be more aware of that i don't think i've ever noticed it by the way i do like you just came up with a new band name yeah which ladies one? and gentlemen mist of p mist of p <laughs> our new record mist of p uh let's see matt brown wants to know what's your most pleasant celebrity encounter pleasant just something pleasant who's been pleasant been a Jared? lot of them actually a lot of pleasant ones yes uh, you know most people that come in here are very pleasant i would say Ralph Macchio at this Boomer and Carton softball game was unbelievably friendly. Very pleasant. Um, Robert Wool, when he used to fill in, acted like he knew you. Once he met you, he acted like he knew you for years. Um, right. Very pleasant as well. Shaquille O'Neal, when he came in here one day, was as nice a human being, said hello to every, and that's the most alive I've ever seen this building was when Shaq was here. There was a buzz that Shaq was here. He was one. Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers when he came here that one day. I don't even remember that. He was awesome. They've been, honestly, they're more good than bad. Oh, for sure. Huge, hugely outweighs the bad. The, uh, there's very few bad, and those bads were probably just somebody having a off day. And I don't even know that I've ever encountered bad. I've encountered... Shy or not interested, but yeah. not rude. Right. Like, is it Donnie Wahlberg from Blue Bloods? Yeah. Like, when he came in, he was just very, eh. wasn't wasn't rude. Said right. hello, shook your hand. He didn't want to talk. And I can respect that because, you know what, I get in the elevator, I don't want to talk. Right. Um, But, like, that would be, Kevin James didn't really want to talk. He took the picture with me, but he wasn't really interested in talking, which was fine. But those other guys, I mean, they, right top ahead, they uh, type top of mind, they come yeah. immediately. That's how cool they were. We had a great experience, Eddie and I, with Mike Tyson one time. Uh, well, he came in by himself and was Mike Tyson. He showed up by him. Well, he we he was scheduled to come no, no, in, I know. but he came in by himself and he came in early, and he had headphones on and he came in and and uh, stood with Eddie and I back there. He was so pleasant. Isn't that something? Yeah, and the, my favorite part, I asked him what he was listening to. He because he had headphones on when he came in. And I was just trying to make conversation. Sure. I go, oh, what are you listening to there? And he said, Shania Twain. <laughs> I remember that being so awesome. That's all. Isn't it great? And the other great one I thought was Hulk Hogan, because he... I have no recollection of Hulk Hogan ever being here. He wore a red, bright red yeah. Hulk Hogan t-shirt with the Hulk Hogan bandana. <laughs> and there was a line... Yeah. So long, and he took pictures with everybody. I believe it. Some of these guys are great. They really are. Some of them and are And clearly when you, like, Shaq can't help and can't hide being Shaq. No, of course not. But Hulk Hogan went out of his way 
to, to be Hulk Hogan. To be Hulk Hogan, <laughs> like on the streets of New York, you know? Yes. Like, he had the headband, the yeah. the mustache, the T-shirt, sleeveless. Well, how about, and clearly not A-list celebrity, and I know that, but in the country music world, Jordan Davis is about as nice a person. Oh, very nice. I mean, the fact that he came and had lunch with us the way he did and then invited us out with him before his concert. Right. Like, that was, and he still returns, like, legit likes Geo. Right. Like, they're we'll friends. Geo, right. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild, actually. I actually thought of that strangely the other day. I heard By Dirt yeah. came on the, the country station I was yep. listening to. I was like, yeah, Geo knows this guy. Like, we know, like, he's very friendly to us. Absolutely. No doubt. Like, I'm looking for, I want to go see him again. Just because he seemed like a good dude. Yes. And I do like his music having been introduced to it now. Right. So, yeah, not that he's a good one, too. All right. Without getting fired, can you explain why they play the same commercials during every single break on streaming? I don't understand streaming, so I can't answer you. I've heard enthusiastic in, enough to last me a lifetime. I don't know what that means. It's that they run some sort of commercial about sushi. It oh, goes okay. in sushi. Yeah, I all I can tell you is I, I think... I think sometimes it has to do with uh, union voices okay, and those commercials not being allowed on the stream or the having to pay extra for that. Yeah. I don't, I never have the answer for that either. I will say it, it is distracting sometimes to the streaming experience to hear the same commercials or the same, what's worse to me is even the same promos for the shows sure. that play over and over again. For sure. So no, I, I cannot answer that here's a good question jerry this comes from foil hot dog liners by the way the previous question was from andrew g i like to get everybody's names out yep uh foil hot dog liners asks how many oreos is a serving four i'm not no three it's three i'm not asking as far as nutritional facts serving but how many do you personally view as a serving four but three on the packaging is a serving and i believe there's 70 calories a cookie Wow. I'm almost certain of that. This guy says an entire sleeve he considers a serving. Yeah, I know a lot of people. I have a friend of mine. He will go through. They'll buy the Oreo packages when they're at the supermarket. When you get them two for, they used to be two for six. I don't know what they might be, two for eight now. I don't know. And there will be three sleeves in each one. And he says they buy two packages. That's two. That's that's a week for him. He's the only one in the house that eats them. One sleeve a day. Yeah. Um, that's why you need to lose 40 yeah, pounds. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. And I eat like three or four, and I feel like crap as much as I like them. Not that I do it often. Maybe once a week. Maybe. Um, he eats a sleeve in a, a day. The only day he says he doesn't is Sunday. That's his off day. No. That's ice cream day. Oh, ice cream day. Yep. See, I would give you, I would say five. Okay. Because four seems very reasonable. Five gives you one little extra, so you feel like you got something in it, but it's not six. Yeah. So I'm going five. All right. Fair enough. All right. Oh, I think that's all of them. Let me check one more time. Yeah, that was good. Different. Let's see if there was a couple that I blew past. Uh, Let's see. Here's a question from uh, Jonathan Pino. Why haven't cereal boxes and their packaging changed since they were created? Well, there are bag cereals now. That are just in a bag? Yeah. Not a box in, not a bag in a box. No, well, you I've can get you can get bag cereal. Well, now you're not Jonathan. getting Fruit Loops and right. you're not getting Cheerios. They're in like a bag. the generic brands. It's a different type. I, yeah, I forget who oh. makes them, but that was a big, that was a new thing, maybe 15 years ago. You can still get them, but you're right. I don't know. The Cheerios box looks the same as it did 30 years ago. 
Plus, you know, boxes are easily uh, broken down and yeah. disposed of. Yep, that's true, too. Yeah. That is true. I don't know. I remember when I was a little kid, I used to eat uh, Fruity Pebbles. Yes. That was my cereal. And my mother used to, because I would play with it, she would cut out the Fred Flintstone on the box. And I would use it as an action figure. Hey, whatever. <laughs> if that worked for you. Did you ever cut out the UPC codes for and send away for stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I used to love that. Yep. That and I see the guy from Super 70s Sports on Twitter. He'll sometimes... Uh, to show you a picture of like uh, on the hostess boxes of cakes, they had uh, the baseball cards you had yeah, to cut out. I used to do that too. And it would suck when you would cut it. I mean, you had one shot to cut it smoothly. Yep. And it would suck I used if you to got cut it the wrong. whole side of the box. Yeah, right. And then trim the card. Right. Uh, I'll give you one final one. This yeah. is from Generoso. Why did Jerry sell the two jet skis Boomer gave him? Uh, he did not give me two jet skis, it was one. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It was not two. It was one. Okay. It was a wave runner. It was not a jet ski. Um, because, so, huh. Boomer was looking to get rid of the jet ski. Not easy to do. Right. At the time. Because he didn't just buy, like, he didn't buy you no, a jet no, ski no. and go, Jerry, no, here's no, no, a gift. No, no. The jet ski was 12 years old, I believe. And it was taking up space for where he had Correct. it. And he, he actually needed to get rid of it. He wanted to unload it. He needed to get rid of it. And he jokingly said, oh, would you like a... Wave runner or a jet ski? It was a wave runner, but he, I mean, we all call it a jet ski. And I thought about it, and when he asked, my son had just gone through brain surgery, and I knew it was going to be a different type of summer. Or let me rephrase that. He was about to have it. Um, that was the summer of, yeah, it was the summer of 20. And so was kind of looking for things to cheer him up, if you will. And I remember going home and saying, any interest if I – got a wave runner you and your friends you know we have a keyport bay and he was like really excited about that idea so i came back in and i told Boomer, yeah you know what i'll, I'll take it off your hands yeah. just tell me how much he goes just you know what i gotta get rid of it if you can come out to long island and get it it's yours didn't realize what that would entail <laughs> so i that's what i did and somehow i got it home i don't know but you took the wrong road like you you were I, on roads yeah. that i was on the belt parkway that you weren't allowed to no, have a trailer I had no idea <laughs> And I drove past cops. No I one know stopped that me. Either. And I didn't understand that? why cars were honking at me and giving me the flashing me the lights, but whatever. But I got it home. I did not realize everything that entailed <laughs> having one of those. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. The cleaning out of it, um, finding dock space for it. Because one thing I wasn't going to do was put it on the hitch and take it back and forth. Then I didn't realize you need licenses. My son couldn't just... I thought when he got his driver's license, he could just go ride it. I would think that as well. No, you to do it right, you need a license. You got, and then I'm like, what am I doing? It's sitting in the driveway. I could, And then base travel baseball started. We had no time. And I quickly realized by the end of the summer, this is just going to sit here. And I asked Boomer what he wanted me to do with it, if he wanted it back, which I knew he did not. And he's like, just sell it. So I'm like, all right. So I didn't get a ton for it because it was old. It was 12 yeah. or 13 years old. And he's like, just, you did me a favor. Keep whatever you get for it. Just get it out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so that's what we did. And you found someone willing to uh, take it off your hands. I did. Yes. Good. Someone actually asked. Was he was he or she a local person where did yes. they have to travel with it? But someone that also had had them prior. Yeah. Had a boating license, and so I had to go through the whole rigmarole of signing it over, and I took care of it, and 
So that's why. But imagine if you bought that brand new and realized what a pain in the ass there. That's what's tough. People do that. They'll buy well, two of them and then it's boats like, and realize it. Yeah, they are a pain in the ass. And they're, you know what? They can be fun. But you have to have, and the problem too is the place I wanted to dock it, I didn't realize didn't have a jet ski dock. They were building them for the following summer. I'm like, I, I can't sit with this thing in the in the driveway the whole time. Right. So that is why. All right. Yes. Well, I enjoyed this question and answer. Yeah. Well, it's nice to do every once in a while. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it was fun. I agree. All right, people. Uh, tomorrow's Friday, Jerry. We will be here for the warm-up program. It is a uh, 7, oh, I'm sorry, a 5 a.m. start for the warm-up show. We get here early. We do. Could Because we, you know what? When your alarm goes off, Jerry and I want to be in bed with you. Ha! <laughs> When you get in your car, we want to go to work with you. Yeah, I agree with that. Right? Yes. The first part and wanting to be in bed with them as well? Um, well, you can choose who you want to be in bed with. Right. I would prefer a blonde, a brunette, female. Right. Or us on the radio. Yeah. And do us a favor. If you get up before your wife or your husband, leave us on. <laughs> in the house. Yeah, exactly. Put it on low. <laughs> He's such an idiot. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Alexa, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, on. Here we go. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. We are that close to the weekend. The Eddie Scazzeri, I hear he's got monster plans, and that's kind of good for him. And we've got plans for the next 58 minutes or so. Al Kyle Dukes, what is up? Good morning, Jerry. I hope you have plans. It's Father's Day. You're a father. I do. A couple baseball games, I believe. Eddie and I are also fathers to dogs. Your dogs. So You're it's not very really similar. Uh, we expect to get cards. What will the dogs be doing for you? Uh, nothing. Nothing. You'll be walking them. The same them. thing. I'll still be picking up poop. Exactly. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a nonsense. It's a routine. I feed them. They don't ever feed what me. What about your parents? They come and just take you out for breakfast or lunch or something? Uh, no, I'll get it. Well, because uh, uh, I have a father, I will be going down and visiting with them. Oh, that's what I meant. Well, that's yeah. what I meant. Right. 
I, you I just thought because you're the shore. Oh, I see. I felt like you're. You told me you're the place to be now for your family in the summer. I it is, but to listen, Jerry, they're up in age. They can't be driving an hour True. to the shore. Out of it, feel terrible if uh, they got lost. Uh, <laughs> it's you know really I mean? cool. They, these maps on the phones are pretty yeah. good. I don't know the maps. You don't want anybody at your place. No, I do. I like people at my place. Oh, you do. Yeah. How long you been there? Two years. Still never been invited. Well, you're coming this summer. I'm inviting you and Eddie Scazzeri. Oh, is this true? Yep. We'll For see. a big weekend. Oh, a weekend? A big weekend I'm not sleeping of at your place. skinny dipping. <laughs> Me, you, and Eddie. In the ocean. No wives. Oh, great. <laughs> Just a man's, a man's weekend of skinny dipping together. All right, let's relax. All right. Jerry, this Mets game last night, uh, for some reason I saw all of this reaction like it was like the worst thing ever. You're going to have they terrible. They lost the game. Hey, lost the game. No big deal. And by the way. They were throwing them all over the place. They had a bad game. They had an entire bad game. I'd rather have one really terrible game like they did yesterday than spread that like one error here, spread it over a a series. Just a one terrible game. I'd also rather lose like that than lose 5-4 in in a ninth inning three-run homer. Right. That's what it is. They lost 10-2. They weren't competitive at all. No, David Peterson was terrible. They, who's this guy the Mets have now that it's sort of like trying to do a Dan Quisenberry, Kent Tocovi kind of situation going on? He's a, like a middle reliever, and he was uh, throwing the ball submarine-ish style. I should have got his name. You should have got his he name. He was not good, I'll tell you that. In the highlight package, he was giving up a lot of hits. He pitched in that uh, fifth inning where the Brewers scored seven runs with two outs. Are you talking about uh, what's the Reed, guy's name? Maybe? Yes. Yeah. Because he him. came in because... Um, Trevor Williams came yeah. in to close it out for a very lengthy fifth inning. <laughs> it was uh, went on a little while. And I think it was Reed in between them. Yeah. He's got this submarine type style. It is weird that they don't get you have you change that at some point where they go. It works. Yeah, I well, guess. That's what I always told you. Like if you're in high school, and I think that's probably you might even start throwing like that earlier than high school, but if you're in high school and you're throwing like that, when you go out to the mound, hey, you better be pretty confident that you're good at it. Because otherwise, the coach would, dude, pitch the right, right way. What are we doing? But if you go out there and you're throwing BBs and the ball's moving all over the place, they're going to let it go. I wonder where a kid these days sees that to think, I'm going to, like, we had Kent Colby and Dan Quisenberry. They were dominant. I don't know. Jerry. That's a good question because right now there aren't many guys that do that. Like, when we, if you are my age, a young 52, 53, right. and you were playing wiffle ball, you were watching Kent Colby and Dan Quisenberry throw those sidearm sinker, but, those sidearm submariners. But we really weren't. What do you mean? We weren't. I there was, was no, there really wasn't Sports Center the way we didn't have MLB yeah. quick pitch. Yeah, where was I seeing this? Right. We watched the Mets, and maybe once the summer you saw them. It wasn't like, like it was in your face. Yeah, and I guess maybe this week in baseball. Uh, Man, yeah, Dan that could be. That could be. The George Michael sports machine on Sunday night. Like, I only feel like growing up, I knew about other players from trading baseball cards. Yeah. And for real, reading box scores. That's true. We probably got the baseball card of Kent Colvey and said, who's this dude who weighs 80 pounds? Yeah. And why is he submarining the ball? I don't remember watching those guys, like, ever. There was no Sunday night baseball. There was no nothing. That's it was true. the Mets on Sports Channel. The Yankees were on MSG and Channel 11. Mets were on Channel 9. I mean, yeah, that was a good it. point. Where did we see these guys? Baseball cards. I really do believe that. And I guess Sports Center in the early 80s, when it first began, was big on the highlights once they... We're allowed to play them, but yeah, when they weren't showing Australian rules football when yes. I first got when it first ESPN. started, it wasn't great. It's like, what is this sport? That is true. 
But I would watch it because it was like, we have ESPN. Look how I, cool this is. I used to watch it, too. <laughs> you watched Australian Rules Football, I sure right? did. Yeah, yes, me too. I sure did. I wondered how people didn't die every game. Yeah, like, what about? <laughs> how about this, guys? Get a helmet. Oh Someone put a helmet on. You know, Troy Aikman has a theory that concussions would go away if they took the back to leather helmets. I have heard this theory. Because people would stop leading with their head. Yeah. I don't know. There's certain guys that in the heat of the battle, they would go You might be right. Head first. But it might be rare as opposed to every play. Right, or maybe they maybe that would calm down once they started knocking heads. Right. You would really have to focus on leading with your shoulder and hitting the right way. So he wants no helmets or leather helmets? Leather helmets. helmets. Those would be cool. I'm not sure what that does protection-wise, but... I Gives you a little protection. I, I really? Maybe what, a half inch of leather around yeah. your head? Come on. Half inch of leather. I suppose. When I ride my motorcycle, Jerry, I wear a leather, a leather motorcycle helmet. That would be hilarious to see you on a motorcycle. <laughs> A big Harley. Doing 15 miles an hour. <laughs> driving into work. They're too loud. An hour and a 10 minute drive into work every day on a motorcycle. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I couldn't. I'd find plenty of parking though, Jerry. I'd park that thing sideways right well, out front. That was why I had the idea back in the day when I had the pickup truck that we get scooters. Right, we get scooters we, or motorcycles. We park we... in Jersey City and we zip through the tunnel and here we are. Yeah, it'd be perfect. No problem parking ever. No. I might even just take uh, my motorcycle right up the elevator here and just put it in my office. don't know that you could do that, but that would be cool if you did. By the way, Starling Marte was hit by a pitch last night. Yeah. I mean. Well, in fairness, the Mets also hit them three times. <laughs> so, I mean. That's true. Was once with the bases loaded. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You had that. You had a throwing error by, uh, who was it? Mc... No, not McNeil. Uh, I don't know. I was at a I was at a uh, function yesterday. So there was so a throwing error on a on an easy double play ball where they just threw the ball about six feet wide of a Pete oh. Alonso at first base. Terrible. You had terrible, uh, terrible, terrible, terrible. You had uh, Francisco Lindor bobble the ball at short. Right. It was just it was not pretty. You're right. They hit a dude with the bases loaded. Like yep. it was just an off night. It was a bad night. You move on. It is what it is. Right. We like, move honestly, on, Jerry. It's not. It's just not that big a deal. And by the way, the Braves won their 14th straight. Yeah, the Braves are rolling. I remember yesterday, Jerry, I had this theory that uh, the Braves a and... A terrible theory. The Braves and the Yankees are, are going to be like the stock market. Right now, they're way, way up. Yeah. But eventually this season, they're just going to balance itself out. No, say what you said. You said well, they were going to lose 12 straight games, both of them. I said both the Yankees and the Braves would lose 12 straight at some point and this what season. what I say? You said no. A million to one. And then I had a, a very alert listener send me a stat that the last time that the Yankees lost 12 in a row, yeah. 1908. Right, before Babe Ruth, <laughs> when baseball wasn't even baseball. So I probably, I'm going to have to adjust that. You think? I'm going to have to adjust that uh, theory of mine. They have a 13-game home winning streak right now. They've won 13 of 14 overall, and the Braves have won 14 straight. Damn. Yeah, they're both going to lose 12 straight games at some point. Come Damn. on. Damn. Yeah, that was silly. Right now, this is the stock market during the Trump administration. Right. Yes, it is. I know. It is about to crash at some point. Mm-hmm. That, this is not crashing. What's They'll not stub crashing? their toe, the Braves and the, and the Yankees. And I don't, I, the, I don't know. What's that? Give me the longest losing streak the Braves and the Yankees will have this well, season. Well, you asked me that yesterday. And I'll I say did. the same thing. I will say the Yankees' longest losing streak will be four. And the Braves' longest losing streak will be five. Hmm. That's it. I'm going to take the over on both of those. No. On both? Well, it's got to be both, though. Both. As a combo bet. Yeah. Breakfast. 
Well, I, again, Come on. I don't, we're in a recession, Jerry. I don't know that I could be affording breakfast. I bet you $1,000 yesterday you $1, said no, dollars. so we scaled it back to breakfast. 60 bucks. Come on, you, you cheapo. You see the way these guys eat around here? It's no, almost the no, same bet, $1,000. No, no. Gallo will make the order, so we know, I know exactly how much it'll be. It'll be about $54. Okay, and this gets paid off at the end of the season, obviously, because at some point. Well, either if both losing streaks happen before the end of the season, then I will buy the breakfast. And if we get to the end of the regular season and it doesn't happen, you buy breakfast. So I'm taking the over on both. So it means the Braves would have to have a a uh, six-game losing Correct. streak. And the, and Yankees the Yankees five. Would... All right, I'll take that bet. Okay. For breakfast. Fair enough. $54 breakfast. That's all it'll be. You can afford it. All right, I'm in for that, Jerry. Fair enough. Uh, what else do I have here? I hope a lot. We just started. Jerry, I'm out of material. You know no, you're the Yankees uh, won again yesterday. They just Shocking. keep rolling, Jerry. 4-3. Nesta Cortez. He's all right. He did all right. Uh, yep. Gave up uh, one run over five and a third. And I say all right because the expectations for him now, I feel like when I watch him, I'm expecting eight innings of two-hit balls. Yeah, let's go, <laughs> Nesta Cortez. But that's how good he's been. Yeah. Judge hit another home run, which did not at it's, all when that thing left the bat. I know. The swing, the everything was the awkward about it. The team is hitting there, too. And it went right into right field. Yes, it did. It counts. Because when I saw that Judge homered, I was like, okay, what are these teams doing? Probably gr- Throwing fastballs right down the middle. And then when I saw it, it, it didn't even... It was a good pitch. It was a good pitch. Yep. He's just so it strong. It was an awkward hit, right? He's yep. just a big monster, Jerry. Yep. But guess what? Manuel Margot could have done the same thing. A Rosa Reina could have done the same thing. They didn't. By the way, I saw that my main man, Choi... G-Man Choi. G-Man Choi, who I love This on was the bizarre. Why was he pinch hitting? Like, why wasn't he playing? Because he didn't start. Yeah, why? I don't know. We have to ask Kevin Cash. I'm not following the Rays every day. I don't (laughs) know. But so did you see this? So so I got home from St. John Vianney Baseball had their banquet last, end of year banquet last night. What kind of food did they serve? Oh, it was banquet food. It was very good. Beef. Chicken, pasta. Was there beef? There was vegetables, a great salad. Was there a vegan dish for vegans? Yeah, string beans. Oh, that's terrible. Well, and salad. Was salad. There was tofu. There was no tofu. God no, pasta. Oh, pasta. So, There's but no anyway, that. food was the food was it was great. But I got home about I want to say about nine, so I go right to the Met game. Like ooh, ten one. I and I saw Williams. You know, finally get the last out. Okay, fine. Move over to the Yankee game. Oh, they're winning again. Shocker. And then the whole mess comes when they try to pinch it. G Man Choi. And so you know, I'm watching the game. I didn't have Sterling and Susan on. I was home watching the game. And they're like, oh, they got to hurry. Lucas Litke, you don't want you know, two men on. It's a 4-1 game. You really don't want to face Choi with the righty. Okay, fine. So all of a sudden, you see Aaron Boone. I don't know if you saw this or not. Boone tells Higashioka, go talk to him to stall. So he goes out. He goes to talk to him. Fine. Goes back. As soon as he got back, Aaron Boone, timeout. I'm going to make a pitching change. Uh-uh. The umpires get together. The delay was almost 20 minutes because they were checking on a rule about consecutive mound visits, and it was mind-numbing. They had to call New York to get the ruling. To see if he could make a pitching change yes. right Yes, and they allowed the pitching change, and then Kevin Cash comes out like, what now? Like, what, huh? And they get, and it's funny because they were trying to stall to give Litke enough time to get loose. Meantime... Litke was exhausted because the delay was so long. I'm kidding when I say that, but so it worked out for the Yankees. But I mean, it was just like four guys, four major league umpires don't, and I know the rules new. They don't know the rule. 
But Choi came in and got a hit. Holy cow. No, no, he did. But my point is just the the interruption of the game was just, I'm watching it. Like, let's, like, I want to go to sleep at some point. I'll watch the rest of it tomorrow morning. Like, let's go. And then I couldn't turn it off. I had to see how they wound up making a decision. And they literally got on, they put the earpiece in, and they're talking to New York like it's a replay. And then, you know, Kay's like, well, think about it this way. This isn't going to be quick because what they have to do is rewind the video to watch and see when Choi was announced because of when the mound visit would count. Like, the whole thing was just Very bizarre. It was. And so they got away with They didn't get the three-run homer, but Higashioka hits the three-run homer earlier. How about this? You're Kyle Higashioka. That don't impress me. They're walking Isaiah Kiner-Falefa to get to you. <laughs> right, and then boom. Boom. Three-run three homer. homer. Now That's cool. Prior to that, Aaron Hicks struck out. Right. With a man on third and got booed. Yeah. He has not had a good season. It was funny because uh, I don't know whether the highlight package had Kay or Sterling on it. but Well, they sound different. Well, they do, but I don't remember which one said this. <laughs> so Aaron Hicks comes up, man on third. They're like, I think it was Sterling. He's like, Hicks cannot strike out here. You have to put the ball in play. They'll strike three. <laughs> and then, boo. He got booed more than Phil Mickelson did. <laughs> then they walked, right. Then they walked uh, Kiner Falafa. Yeah. And then Higashio comes over. The three-run homer. The home run stroker. Yeah. Pretty wild, right? Yeah, it was cool. I love when they intentionally walk somebody and the dude hits a home run. It is interesting. It. Uh, yeah, and I, and I unfortunately, at this point, I had not, I had not just gotten home yet. So I didn't see that live. I'd love to know the reasoning, though. I know Connor Falef has been good. You're afraid of him, though. You're afraid of Connor. That's Falefa? not Aaron Judge. Guys, no home Carlos runs. Stanton, right? Zero. So, but whatever. Have, it worked out really well for the Yankees, and as they say, hey, good for you. You have as many home runs as Connor Falefa. Like Connor Falefa, if I asked you right now, yeah, he ain't batting three fifty. I know that. I'll look it up during the break. Two ninety eight. I don't even think he's batting that. Oh. I would say 265. 260. I'll, I'll 269. check it during the break. Or maybe 269. But I don't know. It's. Uh, I think we overthink things in baseball a little a too little much bit. sometimes. Oh, of course. A little too much. This is what baseball does, Jerry. That's baseball. I suppose so. That's baseball, Susan. So hold on. I'm pulling it up now before we go to break. Pulling up what? Kind of full up yes. batting average? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Really? He is batting 278. All right. Do you think if Kind of full walks around New York, people know who he is? No. Me neither. First of all, he's five foot nine. Oh, he's a tiny fellow. He's n- well, you know, I shouldn't say that because I'm comparing him to Aaron Judge <laughs> when I Who's see gigantic. Them. Yes, he is a let's see, Isaiah Kiner Falefa is. I have his stuff right here. Seven foot fall. Five ah. nine one seventy six. So he's heavier than me by decent amount. Right. And I'm <laughs> and I'm five eight and I weigh thirty pounds more than he does. <laughs> <laughs> all right, quick break, five seventeen. We got a lot to do. As always, it's a Thursday. Right here on the fan, Boomer and Geo at six. Don't go away. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday in New York City. Nice to hear that there's no traffic out there. 
Everybody can just fly around the New York and New Jersey roads. Actually, Gio's in traffic here. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, I he's done the BQE. I just heard Karen Stewart talking about it, too. What a mess. You ever have those rides when you get in the car and there's never anyone near you? It's easy. And then you have rides like I had this morning where every step of the way or every mile, whatever you want to say, someone's cutting you off. Someone's behind you. Someone's in front of you. Tractor trailer doesn't want to move. It's like, come on. Yeah, you go, and why, where were you yesterday? I would think everyone's on the same roads at the same times at I, well, the hours I, I we I think travel. that's very, yeah, I would think right. that you're very routinish. Very routinish, exactly. For sure. Jerry. I try to change it up a little bit, a little bit. You try to change it up? I do. By going different ways? Or I take different paths. When I get out of the Lincoln Tunnel, I take different ways here. See, uh, here's why I, I've thought of that, to do that, to go different ways. But here's my thinking. If I were to get in an accident, I would have been like, why did I change ways to Well, go? if you get in the accident doing the same thing, why would you not say, if I would change it up once in a while, maybe this wouldn't have happened? I don't know. It's a good point. Because I think the other way. Things I, just happen. My, my thinking is the other way, that... Had I not changed it up, I would have never have crashed. Right, but I change it up often. So the routine is actually no routine. Your routine is no routine. Correct. I see. What do I have here, Jerry, for you? By the way, did you see uh, Zach Wilson was at the Yankee game? He was sitting front. Mystery blonde. That was his girlfriend, no? No. Oh, was it? Oh, they're broken up. Well, now he's got a new girlfriend. Well, this is a different girl from the beach that he took. He's... He's uh What do you mean the beach he took? Like there there was a oh, like a vacation? Like, well, there was like a photo of the Jets at the beach. Okay. A couple I didn't weeks see ago. That. All right. Different girl. Got it. Now he's got another girlfriend. Yeah. Sitting front row. Front row Looked at the Yankee good. game. Yeah, not bad. Oh yeah. They did the wave together. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. He Unenthusiastic. He held her hand. because he doesn't want to do the wave. Oh, I see. But it's kinda like uh, here comes the wave. Grab your hand. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mystery. I always like when anyone's involved with a mystery woman. Well, as long as you're not married. Correct. Like, who was yesterday? Someone had a mystery woman we were reading about. Oh, Shaq went to dinner with right. a mystery woman. And paid the bill for everybody 25K. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson at the end game with a mystery woman. Good for him. I heard he bought tickets for everyone in the arena. No, the I don't stadium. think he did. I doubt he did that. Yeah. He's not oh. making the $40 million a year just yet. Oh, I see. Think about him. Well, two things. You, you look at. I heard Tiki and Tierney talking about R.J. Barrett and the Knicks. How old do you think R.J. Barrett turned yesterday? 27. <laughs> yesterday was his 22nd birthday. 20, 22? 22. And think about how we have sat here his first year when he was 20. And guys are killing him for not being a superstar three months into the NBA. Yeah. He's 20. Now he's 22. 22. There are guys that don't come into the NBA till they're 22 or 23. He's got two years in, and he's gotten better and better. But it's just we think pro athlete, and we think mature adult. Some of these guys are still kids. Mature adult exactly. man. Wilson's a kid, essentially. I don't consider them adults till they're 40. I'm a man. I'm 40. The only problem with that theory, yeah, most of them don't play until they're 40. Like, I only consider in the NFL, Tom Brady's the only man playing because he's 40-something. Well, and even that's coming to an end. Mm. Tom know. Brady's? Yeah, that's that's about... Uh, he's going to play this year for sure. Okay, then he's out. But he was he's he out. was on the Dan Patrick show yesterday. Oh, my God. And he did admit, the, admit that the end is coming close. I had the appetite to compete, and uh, it's going to be gone soon. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And I got to... You know, just really appreciate what the time I have left because it's not a lot. 
No. Sounds like an old man. Does sound like an old man. Yeah. But, and in the game of football, he is an old man. By the way, Zach Wilson, also just 22. So we give him a break is what you're saying, Jerry. No, I'm not saying give, give him a break. a break. I'm saying just understand how young they are and that it might take him a year or two right. to take I, off. I was reading that a lot of people are putting bets on the Jets to win the Super Bowl this year. What That's morons stupid. are doing that? It's a bird to you win moron. the Super Bowl. That's right. Make the playoffs. I would take that bet. You would take win like a wild Super card. Bowl? Yeah, wild, uh, Super Bowl. Boy, I don't know. They really think that. he's making a big turn. That would be a huge turn, not a big turn. And another Jets news: Makai Becton, who Boomer seems very interested in his weight, yeah, comes yeah. up a lot on this pro- on the well, Boomer and Geo program. People think he's over four hundred pounds. So he uh, showed up yesterday. He was with the Jets, and he was uh, did I mean, a met the media. Yeah, he did. Jerry he wore a, a T-shirt that said uh, that that said "Big Bust," and then there were various words around the phrase "Big Bust." Yeah, those words were fat, lazy, out of shape, injury prone, bum, sucks. Sounds like me. Overweight. Did yeah. Boomer make that shirt? <laughs> Boomer sent over a design earlier in the morning. I think morning. it's, you know what? I, th- I do think it's great. Though. I think it's very motivational for someone like him. And he says he's going to make people like Boomer. Now he didn't eat use it. Boomer's wor- name. Eat it. Indeed, Jerry. Eat it, Boomer. Yes. Now, the only problem with this, I enjoyed all the words fat, lazy, out of shape, injury prone, bum. You enjoy that. Over. I like that. The only problem is I would have taken out the words injury prone. Because if he gets hurt now, that shirt's going to come back to bite him in the ass. He can control all the other things. He doesn't have to be fat or lazy or out of shape. Doesn't have to be a bum. Doesn't have to suck or be overweight. Right, but if his ankle gets rolled, no fault of his own, and he breaks his ankle. I'm going to be on this warm-up show, Jerry, going, this guy wore a shirt that said he's not injury prone. And he's injury prone. Yeah, no, I hear you. I say good for him. Good for you. Because I'm rooting for him. Watching some of his press conference this morning, it looks like, and you hope, that he's focused and he's driven. Because if he is, here's what we know about him. When he plays, he's like moving a mountain. You can't. For the audience, Jerry, tell them what position he plays. For real. Offensive lineman? <laughs> yes, he's a tackle. <laughs> <laughs> he's an enormous human being. Yeah, big fella. I think they want his playing weight to be at about three, I think, around 365. 365? I think so. And it's they think he's over, human being. They think he's over 400 pounds? Well, I... I don't know who they are, but I have certainly heard enough Jet fans say he looks like he's 400 pounds plus and he needs to drop weight and he's not in shape yet. I don't know. I have no idea. How we'll do guys out. that are that big, how do they sit on plastic toilet seats? How do they not How do they fit in, a, in, a, in an airplane seat? Yeah, how do they sit in an airplane seat? I don't know. What kind of car do they, they got to drive the Ford Raptor because you ain't getting into a, uh, a Honda Fit. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's a different lifestyle. It has yeah. to be. Even just like, and I've been on enough planes now with Rutgers on these, you know, you know, on uh, road trips. The you you don't even fit. And those guys walking the, down the aisle. Rutgers basketball players are tall. They're not right. He's large. tall and large. Tall and large. I mean, it's got to be incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. So that's why it's. I always wanted to be taller than I am, but not that big. You didn't want to be three sixty. No, no, and I don't want to be seven foot. No, seven. Well, six you didn't two want to... six. No, I never wanted to be seven foot four, and I don't want to be from Grenoble, France. No, I didn't. Hmm. Although I would tell you, and I do mean this, the only thing that separated me from making millions of dollars a year was about a foot and a half. And then you could have been a baseball because player? if I was seven foot one, I was playing in the NBA. Yeah, dunking the ball every yes. time he got. There are not many seven footers that 
And trust me, I'm not Michael Jordan. But I can move around a little bit. If I was seven foot one, I would have made it. You would have been an NBA. Not player. many seven footers that no. don't play in the NBA. That's true. I see a seven foot guy out, and I'm like, that guy's a basketball player. And he probably isn't. Probably isn't. No. Like <laughs> when was the last time you saw a seven footer out? Uh, I I saw a seven footer out shopping in downtown Spring Lake. How old was he? He was uh looked like in his twenties. Looked like he was in his twenties. He was so tall, Jerry, that. Heads turned when he entered. Was the it place. Joel Embiid? It was not, no, it was not a guy I recognized. Well, you wouldn't have recognized him, would you? <laughs> fair. That's fair, Jerry. <laughs> show was, me a, uh, during the break. Show me a picture of Joel Embiid in case I come across him. I'll show. Here's what I'll do. I'll show you three pictures. Okay. Of three NBA centers. All right. You tell me if you can pick out Joel Embiid. You got it. 100%. Now, I I'll will tell you real quick, back in the day when I covered the Nets in the early 2000s, when they were really good and going to the NBA Finals a couple years in a row, one of the years that they went to the Finals, was it the Finals? Yeah. Todd McCullough was one of their centers. The most unassuming seven-footer that you'll ever see. He was such a nice guy. And it was like, you're an NBA player. Like, you seem like too sweet of a guy. You got to get angry. You know how I'm going to know I can pick out Joel Embiid? I think uh, our program director, Spike, uh, tweets about him a lot. So I think I'm going to recognize him from tweets. Oh, bad vegan. Oh, bad vegan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll take a break. All right. During the break, I'm going to pull up three NBA centers for you. We'll let you know on the other side of the break if Al could spot of course I can. Joel Embiid. We'll do that next. And then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. All right, so during the break, I gave Al a choice of seven-footers. Maybe one of them 6'10", I don't know. But I gave him a choice of four NBA centers to see if he could pick out Joel Embiid. I gave him Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, Embiid, and Anthony Davis. And, oh, you were going to tell me who they were. Jackass. Anyhow, I am pleased to say that Al nailed it. He knew immediately which one was Joel Embiid. I sure did. And I agree. I credit Spike Eskin with that. Yes. And I knew Anthony Davis. Because from watching the game. <laughs> I knew Anthony Davis. And yes. then who were the other two? Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. I knew Carl Anthony Towns. You did not know Gobert. I did not know Rudy Gobert. I thought Gobert was a, an odd one, but I thought you might know him just from the whole stuff with COVID. If right. You he started that. COVID. Well, no, he didn't. <laughs> he was patient zero. He, he didn't started start. No, no, he had COVID. He was he not started, patient zero. He started touching all the reporters. Maybe touching patient all their zero in the NBA. And he gave everyone COVID. He was. Didn't he kiss someone? And like that's how the whole thing started. Yes. Well, so. no. Yeah, he was like he was telling other. He was touching all the reporters' uh, right. things. It was Donovan Mitchell, I believe. Who that? Right. What else you got? <laughs> A couple of baseball notes, Jerry, from mm. uh, yesterday. The Astros. I was surprised. This is actually pretty cool. This is cool, but the Astros were the first team to ever th to throw. Yeah, which seems strange. First team ever to throw two immaculate frames in the same game. In the same game, so that and is two different pitchers. That well. is uh, nine pitches, three strikeouts. Yeah, one inning. Right. Very I, rare. I'm surprised that hasn't happened before. Um, I mean, remember when Nestor Cortez did it this year, and we talked about how rare it was. How many? But he did it in only he did it in one inning. He did one inning. Nestor Cortez. Right now, think two guys did it in the same game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying for the Astros. So how about this in da, 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 in the 2010s? Uh, 2010s, they say. Okay. There were 37. Wow. 
10 years. Yeah, it seems like 37 of them. Yeah. And it's just one time, one guy. And in Oh, the, one time, one guy. Yes. So one not, immaculate. Anyway. Correct. Wow. Not two in one game. And in the 2020s, they're saying there have already been nine of them. But never twice. No, not until last night. That's Or cool. yesterday or whenever that game was. That's pretty cool. That is, yeah, no, it's neat. It is neat. And you almost had another no-hitter last night as yes, well. Yes, uh, Dodgers' so, Tyler Anderson. But again, hard to do it. Uh, did it with, uh, uh, got up to uh, one out in the ninth. Yep. Shohei Otani hit a triple. A clean line drive triple. Yeah, so not a cheap shot. And it's after he struck out who? Mike Trout. Yep. Now, again, as you've said, Jerry, these no-hitters where all this other nonsense goes on. And there was nonsense in this game, too. I know. He uh, This uh, Tyler Anderson for the Dodgers walked two hitters, hit a hitter, and two others reached base on error. And what he said was, after the game, I don't have the audio, but I saw the quote. He said it was very easy to focus on just winning the game because he had no idea he was throwing a no-hitter because there were people on base and things were happening. So it was completely lost on him that he hadn't given up a hit because oh, it didn't, good. didn't feel like a no-hitter. Right. You know, But that's also the difference between a perfect game and a no-hitter. It's one thing to retire 27 straight guys as opposed to just giving up no hits. We need a perfect game with two immaculate innings. That would be cool. That And clearly that's never happened before, as we know. Do we want to do another breakfast bet? <laughs> I'll bet you $1,000. No. Enough of the breakfast bets. I'm not taking that one. I know. Then I see Roger Clemens' son, Cody, who is a utility infielder. For Detroit. Ended up pitching. Well, because they were losing by a lot. And he didn't do well, I guess. He gave him a run. Oh, okay. They made it seem like this punk kid. Uh, maybe, maybe you have a couple this runs. Damn punk but they kid. were getting killed in the game. Hold yeah, they on. were losing anyway. That was a. It was Detroit, Chicago. Yeah. So here it is. Third. It was thirteen nothing. He came into the game. He pitched. Did, 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 Cody Clemens. Yeah, he gave up uh, one run. I oh, think he did. Terrible. I think he did fine actually. Yeah. They pitched made it a full like, inning. Uh, Cody uh, uh, Clemens pitched, but unfortunately, it wasn't Roger Clemens. That was the headlines I was reading. He came in when it was 11 nothing in yeah, the eighth Yeah, come inning. on. Right. So he's bad. Any idea what he's batting? Because I did check this yesterday. About 275. Oh, so first things first. Oh, oh. Who were we checking on the batting average from before? Kinder Isaiah Connor Falefa. He's batting 278. So I said yeah. 265. I was off. He's not batting 300 like you said or 298. 278. Uh, Cody Clemens right now is batting a 0.77. So not great. Not good. A better pitcher, I would say. Now, well, uh, let's see. What's his up, ERA? He only he's, gave up the one run. His ERA after his one run it was is nine. <laughs> so no, it's one inning. He gave up a run. So hmm. what it is. So not, neither a good hitter or a pitcher. I would say if you've got a batting average that now at 77 points higher than you and I have ever hit in the majors. So... Good for him. Good for him. But yeah. I would say if you're a major league player and your batting average starts with zero, not great. Not good. No, not great. I have a couple of uh, football notes for you, Jerry, in this uh, final segment of the warm-up program. We talked about Mekhi Becton already. We did, but that was local football. Right. This is national football. Oh, okay, fine. We mean the final segment. We're coming back. What are you talking about? Well, I, though, that we come back sometimes. Eddie doesn't give us any time. That's because we don't shut up. Oh. Uh, Taylor Heineke. What do you oh, think? he's throwing EFIS pitches. I'm seeing the highlights now of Cody Clemens. <laughs> it's hilarious. There's no one even in the stadium. No, it's Detroit. They're not good. Oh, Look at oh He's throwing batting practice. Yeah, and guess what he's getting? Outs. Yeah. It goes to show. It really does go to show. If you just throw don't walk guys. 
You've got a chance. You get seven guys behind you. You never know. Right. They're not all going to be home runs. You wouldn't think. So, so go ahead. So Taylor Heineke, what do you make of this comment? I, I appreciate the honesty, but it, it seems like something you shouldn't say. Very defeatist attitude. Yeah, he's uh, on the Washington football team, and he says he doesn't really see a competition at quarterback in Washington between him and Carson Wentz, who they signed. Quote, if you're paying someone $30 million and you're paying someone else $2 million, you're paying this guy $30 million to play, you know? Yeah, I agree with him. Yeah, I agree with him, And I'm with you, too. I don't know that I would say it. Yeah. But I do think when you've got a salary discrepancy like that, it, let's come back to Robbie Cano here. You're going to give him every opportunity to play well. He's going to have to throw up all over himself to lose the job. Robbie Cano batted 100 and lost the job. <laughs> if Carson Wentz goes out and in the preseason throws eight interceptions, there's no touchdown passes, and in week one throws for 112 yards, fumbles twice, and throws a pick, you know what? You might end up finding yourself on the bench, but they're going to give him every opportunity to start. Like, Heineke would have to be, you know, my God, Roger Staubach, and Wentz would have to be, you know, Dave Brown. I do like this uh, Taylor Heineke, though. Like, when he played, I liked watching him. He he was the one that played the playoff game against uh, Brady, right? Yeah. Yeah. He made things happen. He gets to run around. Yeah, he seems like a competent NFL quarterback. Sure does. Well, that's good, though. Let, Let Washington screw this up, too. Eh, my other football notes are not nothing exciting. So let me go down to uh, uh, the WWE oh, good Lord. board is investigating a secret $3 million hush money payment that Vince McMahon agreed to make to a former employee that he allegedly had an affair with. This according to the Wall Street Journal. Who cares? Jerry, your thoughts. I do not care. What? Like, hush so money, what? Jerry? Okay. I thought everybody in the wrestling world was on the you up many, and up. You many, you many people, men or women, mm-hmm. probably pay off people they were with to not tell the spouse? <laughs> no one's ever offered me cash. Say, well, be, well, have you ever had an affair? No. All right. So he is a, he, but he is the WWE. That's why, that's why I'm saying who cares? It's his money. Why are they investigating I, him? I mean, because the, because the board has a financial interest. I don't like these in, boards. I know. If I was, I know, if I, I owned wrestling, like Vince McMahon does, I still don't care. I'd be the only person on the board. Well, I always wonder, you ever see when like a guy creates a company and then he gets kicked out of his own company? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, how does that happen? Right. That would be like Al Dukes Inc. Uh, today we announced that Al Dukes is no longer with Al yeah. Dukes, Inc. He has been uh, relieved of his duty. <laughs> yeah, the, That's his company. Yeah, the board voted him out. My what? God. I would think I'm putting board members in there who are going to keep me voted <laughs> in. Do not turn on me. That's why you can never give up more than 49% of yes. your company. You are the majority owner. Right, they'll vote you right out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I But I don't, I don't care. I do not if care. If I was Vince McMahon, I would call a meeting of the board and be like, <laughs> you know I am this company, right? And if I'm uh, in trouble, we're in trouble. You don't fire me. I fire you. I fire you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Good news. I, I don't care about people's lives in that way. Okay. And the, uh, you need help, I'll help you. Whatever. You don't care. No, it's whatever. Jerry, if you were looking for more podcasts. Oh, good Lord. What now? Is, good news. Is this the Ron Darling podcast we're no. talking about? 
Uh, Omaha Productions, the Peyton Manning uh, company, has partnered with ESPN on a podcast lineup. Great, because that's what we need, more podcasts. Jerry, what if I told you you could could listen to a podcast from Vince Carter? Uh, Great. I can listen to a podcast with Kevin Durant. What about a podcast from influencer Rachel Demita? Who's that? Not sure. Okay. What about a betting podcast from Not someone interested. named... I listen to our, our own network. Katie Mox. Not interested. What about... I listen to Trisha... What's her name? Trista Crick. Trista Crick. I like her. This is my favorite one, Jerry. This is an actual podcast that's coming. Soup with Coop. That the guy from E? No. This is Cooper Manning. Okay. Interviews people while he eats soup. That's a, that's a legitimate podcast... Heading your way. All right, five fifty-two. <laughs> I'm give me a break. What was that? Come on. What's next? A podcast with you while you walk your dog? Oh, that'd be something. No, it wouldn't. How about while I eat a turkey sandwich? Uh, I'll talk to you. Does Bob? Does Bobby approved approve the Borset turkey? No. Really? No. Oh, that's hard. He doesn't. I actually thought about that yesterday as I was slicing up some Borset turkey. <laughs> Bobby approved only approves this one turkey. Uh, I think Apple Farms makes it, and, right. and only the organic. Quick break, 552. We've got a couple more stories for you, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 right now on Odyssey Sports Minute with one Amy Lawrence on the Commanders and their quarterback. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back. Mets lost last night. Braves won again 14 straight. Oh, and the Yankees, all they do is win 14, no, 13 straight at home now. They beat the Rays 4-3. The Rays, please. So, yeah, they keep rolling right along. The Rays are embarrassing themselves, Rolling, Jerry. rolling, rolling. And, by the way, the basketball's back tonight. I mean, it's a, do they ever play? What's, uh, what game is this? What game do you think it is? I'm going to say this is game four. <sighs> game six. The Warriors are up three games to two. Sports talk. <laughs> when you need NBA coverage, you check sports Who's talk. Who's in the Stanley Cup Finals? The Avalanche and the Lightning. Look at you. That's breaking it and down right there. And I know right the there. Avalanche won. They did. Game number one. In overtime. One. Overtime. In overtime, yes. Yeah, Patrick Waugh stopped the whole bunch. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I still. It's funny you say that. I still think Canadians when I hear Patrick Waugh. I Not don't me, think Avalanche. Jerry. I think uh, Colorado Avalanche. I guess. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station. Your official station to talk Jets. You don't have to be the most talented person. You don't have to be the most physically imposing person. You just have to be the guy that's willing to go into the echo of the whistle. The Fan on 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network. From the built Ford Tough Studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the Odyssey app, good Thursday morning. Thanks to the BQE, I walked in here about 15 minutes ago. A couple of construction zones on a very busy road at 5 o'clock in the morning on a weekday. Why don't we do that? Why don't we shut down two lanes westbound heading into the city on the BQE at about 5.15 in the morning. So I was stuck there. I was nervous. I was sweating. I actually texted Al and Boomer thinking there was a chance I didn't make it here. But the streak is alive. 
I made it here on time. Uh, Mets were awful last night. Yankees continue to win. Nestor Cortez bounces back from a rare bad start last time out. Yankees now are 30 games over 500. Boomer's favorite offensive lineman met with the media yesterday. Makai Becton, I'm sure we will get into that as well. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Good morning. Clay Holmes now has 30 Yeah, a little uh, dicey, but he, yeah, got yeah, but he got it done. That's got all that matters. Uh, yep. yeah, I felt like the Mets had one of those games yesterday where uh, if you win it, you win it. You know, uh, And you're like, okay, we, we, we got through with somebody that we didn't expect to be you know, great uh, as a starting pitcher or whatever the, the situation may be, but just one of those real flat games for them. Yeah. And um, so now they got to come back and they got to win the series. You know, interesting. I was looking at uh, Atlanta's stuff because Atlanta won again yeah, last night. Yeah, that's right. 14 straight now. Right. And when you win 14 straight, you end up sweeping series. And you look who they beat Pittsburgh, Washington, Oakland. I mean, this was, this was their chance to make their move. And certainly they have made their move. So now they're four games uh, behind you the New York Mets. You told me not that long ago. I believe it was last week, actually early in the week, that you did not want to see that lead less than five. Uh, that's, that's, that's when you would start to get a little uh, shrinkter shrinkage. Right, and this is what I was getting afraid of. This is what I was afraid of. And, you know, now they still have uh, three games against the the Cubs now. And, yep. then, and then they have the Giants and the Dodgers. So, like, the, these things always even out. Uh, the Mets got off to the great start. They were beating the teams they were supposed to beat. They were winning series and doing all of those little things. Um, you know, they had that little hiccup out there in L.A., and and sure enough, uh, here we are after Atlanta's playing the underbelly, soft belly of their schedule.